Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And we have a really good show for you this week. Before we get to the show, I do need to make a small correction. Last week, I read off all of our Patreon supporters, but we have another way to fund this show, and it's called ACAST. ACAST, uh, in terms of the membership part of it, sends me no emails whatsoever. So if you sign up to be um, a supporter of this show on ACAST through their membership program, I don't get any information that you actually signed up. So there's a couple people that I left out uh, because I just forgot about it. I spaced it out. So I would like to thank Ravi, David, and Jerbo for signing up and becoming members through ACAST. And just for anybody who happens to sign up through this way to support the show, because I I understand that some people don't like Patreon, and that's fine. If you want an ad-free experience, you can still go through ACAST. There's a link in the show notes. But if you do that, if you could just do me a favor and let me know, just send me an email and introduce yourself, because I don't even know what your name is. Um, I'm only basing the names that are received off of their email addresses. I don't I don't even have any idea what your name is. So it's a bit weird because I like to have a friendly, like open community. But again, I would like to thank Ravi, David, and Cherbo for supporting this show on ACAST. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our EV news. Aptera thinks their three-wheeled car will have the lowest drag coefficient of any passenger car. Right now, Aptera's three-wheeled vehicle is in Italy doing validation testing in a wind tunnel, and I can't wait to hear what the final results will be. We now have Lucid's Q2 2023 production and delivery numbers. This is for Lucid Motors, if I didn't make that clear. They produce 2,173 Lucid Airs, that's up 204% year over year. They delivered 1,404 Lucid Airs, that's up 107% year over year. For 2023, they've delivered a total of 4,100, or excuse me, 4,487 Lucids, 
I'm just going to say heirs. They've delivered 4,487 heirs. That's that's up 219% year over year. And they delivered 2,810 heirs. That's up 170% year over year. And total, like cumulatively, throughout the company's entire history, they produced 11,700 heirs and delivered 7,304 heirs. I mean, when you have a car that costs over a hundred thousand um, dollars on average, these are probably decent numbers. I don't think Lucid's you know making any money at this point, but they'll get there. It's, it's a slow ramp, and it seems like they're slowly getting there with their slow ramp. Let's move on from slow ramp to no ramp. Chinese EV startup Biden has filed for bankruptcy. And honestly, I am shocked that Byton is still around. If you don't know, this is a really cool uh, car that was a Chinese EV company, but it was uh, there was a lot of Germans and uh, Swedish folks that were at the top of this company, but it, it started off in, in China. Byton had one really cool distinguishing feature, and that was a 48-inch infotainment screen or panel that spanned pretty much the entire dash. And they also had a screen in the steering wheel. It was a really cool looking car. They ran into some trouble in 2019 and they were actually really close to getting approval or they had approval to sell the Byton Inbyte, M-Byte, like Mary, Byte in California at the end of 2019 or at the beginning of 2020. And then the pandemic hit and they just kind of faded away into the ether. I genuinely hope that their employees, they all land on their feet. And I'm I'm curious who will buy their tech. I don't know that they have a lot of other cool features other than that really big 48-inch screen for the infotainment system. But it was a cool idea. So hopefully their investors will be able to recoup a little bit of their money back through what is almost certainly going to be a pretty sad estate sale. All right, let's move on to another Chinese company, NIO. NIO is set to launch the ET5 electric sedan in the UK. The sedan will debut at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. The Festival of Speed runs from 713, which is tomorrow, to 716, 2023. NIO's been operating in China, you know, since the beginning, and they've expanded to Europe and now the UK. I think this is great news. This is this is fantastic for the company, and people in the UK are going to get a really nice car. In addition, NIO's advanced driver assist software... Navigate on Pilot, or NOP+, is now live in Beijing. The feature has full coverage on expressways and urban expressways. I don't know exactly what that means in Beijing, but one thing that I learned from this article that I think is really cool is that Beijing has rings that of uh, that encircle the city, like uh, expressways that just do circles, and there's inner rings and outer rings. I think there's seven of them in total. And they just completely encircle the city. It's just a really neat way of doing things. I saw a couple of pictures on Google because I was curious about it. And it's, it's very neat. It also seems like it might be a little confusing if you're not used to driving there. In Phoenix, we have something similar. We have loops. We have the Loop 101, the Loop 202, and Loop 303. But nothing 
Nothing quite like what they're doing in Beijing. But I'm looking forward to seeing how the NOP Plus handles Beijing's expressways. Last week, we talked about automakers in China signing an agreement to avoid abnormal pricing. Well, just a few days after signing that agreement, those automakers now have retracted their pledge because it violates China's antitrust laws. And you have to think that they knew that before they signed it. And why would they even do that? It doesn't matter. I, they just the automakers, companies are silly. You you got to know that there they were there were lawyers that were like, you can't do this. We're going to get in trouble. And it turns out you can't do that. Anyway, just, you know, what seemed like minutes after retracting the pledge, GM cut prices to the Cadillac Lyric by up to 14%. They're also offering incentives for buyers who put down more than, uh, or excuse me, who put down a $2,500 deposit. Tesla also announced during that same time their new referral program, which we talked about last week. And just an example of that, just to refresh your memory, is if someone buys a Model 3 or Model Y, they'll get $500 off their vehicle if they use your referral program. The person buying the vehicle will also get three months of full self-driving for free. And the person who referred the buyer will get 10,000 credits. So that's just like uh, loot credits, I, I think is what they call them. Anyway, you can buy a bunch of Tesla junk. VW also cut prices by as much as 27%. 27-ish percent, depending on the model. Like the ID3 was discounted by 5,100 American dollars, 5,100 US dollars. All right, let's move away from China to Hawaii. Nevi is the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure. The goal of the NEVI program is to provide funding to states to help them build out EV charging infrastructure. We've talked about this in the past. This will help support a wider adoption of electric vehicles by providing, you know, availability of charging stations and improving accessibility of those charging stations. The whole goal is to stimulate the transition to EVs. The Department of Transportation aims to build a nationwide network of EV chargers and has allocated a total of $1 billion for the next five years, starting in 2022. So we're seeing the fruits of those labors. Well, Tritium, T-R-I-T-I-U-M, maybe I'm saying that name wrong, they're an EV fast charger manufacturer. They're set to provide all DC fast chargers for the first phase of Hawaii's National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program funding. What well, that didn't roll off the tongue, did it? The chargers destined for Hawaii are expected to be among the first in the United States to be funded by NEVI funds. Uh, let's see here. The Hawaii Department of Transportation will use the initial funding of $2.6 million to invest in eight uh, Nevi uh, Tritium systems, which will include 32 150-kilowatt fast chargers. And one of these uh, charging systems will allow for up to four EVs to simon simultane the simultaneously uh, charge via their modular system. Hawaii is projected to receive a total of $17.6 million in NEVI funding, which will enable them to install enough DC fast charger chargers 
to cover uh, almost a thousand square miles of roadway. I'm not entirely sure how many miles of roadway Hawaii has. If you're not familiar with Hawaii, it's a series of islands, but that seems like a good start. By 2023, most states are expected to get access to the NEVI funding. The U.S. Joint Office of Energy and Transportation anticipates the program will result in EV chargers covering more than 7,500 miles of the U.S. highway system, which is fantastic. And if you want to learn more about this, uh, Zach Shahan, the CEO of Clean Technica, has a podcast, and I think it's just called the Clean Technica Podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. He talks to Lance Sabo of ABB eMobility. It's a really fascinating discussion about the challenges of you know building these DC fast charging stations, what ABB is doing to improve on those challenges, and they do get into the NEVI funding as well. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that. The United Auto Workers Union, or the UAW, they represent General Motors, Ford, Stellantis. They have called on the Biden Biden administration to reconsider its vehicle emissions reduction proposal. The proposed regulations require 67% of new cars to be electric by 2032. The UAW believes that the environmental protection agencies, or the EPA standards, should be adjusted to be more of a gradual increase in electric vehicle adoption over a longer period of time. So the UAW isn't against this. They just want it to be kicked out to, you know, somewhere past 2032. These comments come ahead of the UAW's upcoming contract negotiations with Detroit's automakers, which are, again, GM, Ford, and Stellantis. These contracts are set to expire in September. There is a presidential election coming up next year, (laughs) and I'm sure, because I'm a part of a union and unions are very smart politically, I'm sure this is going to be used to put a little bit of pressure on Joe Biden as he runs for president. He's a very pro-union. Actually, I don't want to say that because I don't know if he's been pro-union his entire career. He has been, as president, a very pro-union president. And I'm sure that he would like to get the votes and the donations from the UAW's members, as many as he can. I have no idea if the Biden administration will cave to this or readjust their 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 outlook. The timing seems very interesting. The UAW also emphasized the profitability of current light-duty trucks and SUVs, expressing concern that proposed standards might disrupt the market and hinder successful adoption of EVs. The union referred to the EPA proposal as neither reasonable nor achievable, which was Toyota's description of the the proposed emissions requirement as well. But Toyota is also behind on EVs. Um, In contrast, and this isn't going to surprise anybody, Tesla argues that the EPA proposal doesn't go far enough and uh, needs to be more stringent. Now, remember when I talked about politics just a few seconds ago, which I almost never talk about on this show, as of May, the UAW had not endorsed President Biden Biden for re-election, citing concerns about his administration's electric vehicle policies. So, read into that what you will. Let's move on. Lordstown Motors is in trouble, and it's unlikely that they're going to be a company for very long. 
So they, if you don't know, Lordstown Motors decided that they were going to build this electric pickup truck. I think originally they said the beginning, the starting price would be $40,000, which is what all EV truck makers said. And then they took that back. Um, not very many people had an opportunity to drive this vehicle. Greg McGlory. Oh man, Greg, I'm so sorry. I butchered your name. Greg was one of the few people who actually got to test drive this vehicle, and he wrote about his experience on Autoblog. Now, he does point out he only had a 50-minute test drive, and it was on rural roads in Michigan, which is weird because Lordstown Motors is in Ohio, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. Here are some of the highlights from the article. The Lordstown Endurance had a 0-60 to time of 6.3 seconds with sport mode on regenerative braking <laughs> could either be light or normal. It took me so long to get the regenerative part. Oh, I said it right there. Moving on. There was also four wheel mounted motors or in hub motors. These are really good for traction and efficiency. However, there is some concern with in hub motors about them not being very durable long-term as far as I know, the only other car that's close to coming out with in-hub motors is the Aptera, which is what we talked about at the start of the show. The Lordstown Endurance had a 109-kilowatt-hour battery, which only gave you about a 200-mile range, which is pretty sad. 20 to 80% charge in 45 minutes. The starting price on this bad chicken was 63,500 US dollars, which seems really high to me. Greg didn't find any major faults with the truck. His overall impression was that it was decent. He, he actually had this to say, it's decent. It's okay. There's something to work with there. He also uh, said that right after this, he drove an F-150 Lightning, and that was a very unfair comp because the F-150 Lightning was a much better vehicle, which, you know, you would expect that because Ford is a much bigger company. That should be the case. This is what he had to say to sum everything up. In short, it's a simple truck. Interesting design, below average interior, not much of an infotainment system, respectable range. I would disagree with that. And Lordstown made it a reality. And then he says briefly, which is funny. He also said that the Lordstown Endurance was not a half-baked product. It was more like 75% baked, which is also a funny line. Um, this was a better review of the truck than I thought it would be. I honestly thought that this truck would end up uh, getting terrible reviews based on all of the problems that they had. But no, that's a that's a pretty meh review, which is really good compared to what I thought it would be. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, let's jump into our Tesla news. Elon Musk has finally realized his lifelong dream of owning an AI company where nobody can boss him around. If you go to x.ai in your browser, it'll bring up a website and you can learn more about it. I'm actually kind of curious to see what they do with it. No word when we'll actually get to see it in action, though. France's minister, Bruno Le Mar, 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 I don't think French people roll their R's like that. Anyway, my friend Bruno thinks that Tesla will make a significant investment in France. And by significant investment, he means in the form of a factory. And I still maintain that this is a bad idea. Elon Musk and, you know, just the overall population of people in France, those two things are not going to mix. He's going to say something to make them angry, and they are going to be angry. Nobody protests quite like French folks do. And honestly, Elon will say nothing to smooth things over. He will just continue to make them angry. It's a terrible idea. This is a terrible place for a Tesla factory. Unless, and this is a big unless, Tesla does not let Elon say anything about the factory in France and their workers and their work ethic and anything like that. Like, Elon just has way too big of a mouth and says way too many inflammatory things to make this a good partnership. Now, having said that, if they do put a factory there, it's going to be a really good show and it's going to provide a lot of content for this show. So I'm kind of hoping they do. Tesla is hiring seasonal operators or test drivers for their vehicles. This is a three-month job. You'll get paid anywhere, according to Glassdoor, anywhere between $20 to $29 an hour, which is not too bad. If I didn't have this show, I actually might apply to this, but there's no way in heck they're going to give me a job and uh, let me continue doing this show. So I will not, but, or maybe I'll just apply to see if they give it to me, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. But if you're interested, go to Tesla's website and put in your area for your state um, and see if uh, they offer it. I think it's just called, it's just called seasonal vehicle operator. That's what you're looking for. Tesla says that the Model 3 federal tax credit will likely be reduced in 2024. This is likely because the requirements to qualify for that full tax credit 
change in 2024. So in order to meet uh, the requirements for the battery packs, 50% of the critical minerals in the battery pack need to come from North America or approved sources that we have partners with, that we're trade partners with. And then 60% of the battery components need to be need to come from one of those uh, sources, like I said, either start here in the United States or assembled in the United States or come from one of our partner countries. So it's going to be a little bit harder for the Model 3 to hit that tax credit in 2024. So if you're thinking about it and you want that tax credit, consider doing it in 2023 for sure. Tesla Electric their utility company, is expanding in the UK. This information is based off on a job posting for head of operations, Tesla Electric Retail Energy. We don't have a lot of information on what they're doing here, but Tesla was approved to be an electricity retailer back in 2022. We talked about that then. As we don't have a lot of information right now, we'll keep an eye on it and let you know as we learn more. But it's it's definitely very interesting. Do you want to take a look at the Optimus robot? I kind of do, to be honest. Uh, Optimus robot will arrive at Tesla stores near you if you're in the North America. It's just a display. It won't be doing anything cool, like plotting the annihilation of humankind. That comes later. Right now, it's just going to be standing there looking pretty. There either is an Optimus robot or will be an Optimus robot soon in the Manhattan Tesla store in New York. And then, like I said, that's going to expand out throughout North America. Tesla is recalling certain Model 3 and Model Y vehicles due to a fault in their poly, excuse me, poly in their pyrotechnic battery disconnect. This is a device that isolates the high-voltage system under certain conditions, like car accidents, which is actually really cool. Mercedes, and I would assume other EV manufacturers, do this as well. But it's really nice because when uh, an accident occurs and it's a big enough accident to, uh, to set that pyrotechnic off, that separates the battery from the rest of the car. Now, firefighters are going to still go in there and they're going to still use their best practices to disconnect the high voltage system, but it might also be disconnected before they get there. It's fantastic. This recall is not an over-the-air update, which is why we're talking about this. This You actually have to bring your car in if you're affected. According to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, uh, approximately 26 vehicles from the 2023 model year are affected, with an estimated 2% of those potentially containing the faulty component. Just remember that, the faulty component. The problem was first identified during validation testing April 20th, 2023, after which an investigation was initiated by both Tesla and the supplier, Joyson Safety Systems, Joyson sent additional battery disconnects on May 5th, since initial investigators did not suggest other units were affected. Let's see here. Uh, by late May, both companies completed their investigation, finding the single faulty component had been shipped to Tesla due to a gap in their traceability systems, in Joyson's traceability systems. Tesla conducted a risk assessment and filed for a voluntary recall. No warranty claims or field reports related to this issue has been received so far, but I do have a, a, a thought on this. Tesla service will replace the pyrotechnic battery disconnect in all affected vehicles free of charge. So this is this is interesting because when I got my vehicle, which I got at the end of May, May 20th or something like that, 
I had an issue with my high voltage connection and they did not tell me a whole lot about what was going on. Like I didn't get satisfactory answers when I was asking questions. I got my car, you know, approximately, I think five days after I was uh, initially supposed to pick it up. So I wonder if this recall had anything to do with the issue that I had. Probably not, but you know, coulda. Just interesting. Let's move on. This next story is going to be about FSD beta version 11.4.4, herefore mentioned known as the latest beta, just so we're all on the same page. Clean Technica author Arthur Friedrich Hostler, or Frederick Hostler, or Fritz, purchased a Model 3 long range with full self-driving for an additional $6,000 almost four years ago. He is currently running the latest FSD beta. Arthur wrote a really nice article about what's good and what's bad with the latest beta. So I just kind of want to go over some of those things with you. So let's get into them. The latest beta performs well on low traffic streets and highways, especially with auto steer. It handles unmarked roads, oncoming traffic on narrow unmarked roads and construction barrels effectively an improvement from previous versions. The latest beta stops correctly at stop signs most of the time, but sometimes uh, it stops too far ahead of the stop sign. It's perceived as being too cautious when there's a car behind you. On four-lane highways, the software is supposed to pass slower vehicles and then return to the right lane, but this doesn't always happen. Phantom braking and swerving are still problems in the latest version of FSD, Even on familiar roads, wrong lane uh, selection and deviation from navigation routes have been observed, especially in larger cities. You know, we talked about this last week. Elon uh, said recently that level four, level five autonomy should be here by the end of the year. Um, That seems unrealistic, according to the author, giving the persistent problems with full self-driving. The latest version of FSD does have some minor flaws, such as unnecessary slowing down for stop signs on merging roads or wrong lane selection, activating the turn signals at sharp turns uh, on unmarked roads without needing to, um, and sudden stopping before turning from a major road onto a minor one, which that's kind of a big deal. But despite these issues... Arthur, the author, notes that the latest version of FSD makes smoother turns for lane changes and right angle turns. So that's that's great. Elon did say that version 12 of FSD, there would no longer be that beta tag attached to it. We'll see. We'll see if it's, it's good enough to drive on its own. We'll see if they actually take the beta tag off. But I have, I have to... I have one more thing about full self-driving I need to talk to you about. (laughs) Last week, we discussed Tesla's full self-driving feature and its impact on trade-in values. In case you missed it, I just want to go through this real quick. Uh, Fred Lambert wrote an article about uh, Tesla's low trade-in offers when you're trading in a vehicle with full self-driving. Fred used his own Model 3 performance as an example. I took his information and the information that Tesla gave him, and I entered that into Kelly Blue Book, and we did a little bit of research. I said a lot of, of pricing numbers that was 
probably very confusing to a lot of you. Uh, so I apologize about that. I'll do a better job when I'm trying to explain this stuff in the future. But I gave out a lot of numbers in Canadian dollars and U.S. dollars, which I realized uh, probably wasn't the best way to do that. But anyway, I, I, I told you the difference between the trading value with FSD and without. There is um, it, it was not a perfect example. There's a lot to be desired, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment. But the the biggest question was Tesla's valuation. If or my biggest concern with this is if Elon's going to tell you that FSD is this great product, and you might even your your car price, the price of your car might actually go up if you have FSD in the future because it's going to be so such a great utility. When you trade in your car, why wouldn't Tesla give you more money f- for having FSD on your car? Because based on my very unscientific and imperfect example, it was only about a two to three thousand dollar difference if you had FSD. That was whether you if you traded it in or if you sold it private party. Having FSD only gave you a small bump in your your trade in value. Well, after Allison Sheridan listened to the show, she's like, "Can I can I call you?" And I was like, "Sure." And uh, she was very surprised. We had a, about a 44-minute conversation. She was very surprised that I was shocked that a dealer wouldn't give the best prices on a trade-in. Uh, and, and you know what? I can't argue with that. I understand where she's coming from there. She also suggested that if someone bought FSD for $5,000, and then the price of FSD increased to $50,000. That could potentially increase the price or the resale value of that car, which I think is completely legitimate. And I probably should have factored that into my way of thinking. And one of the reasons, and this is why I love talking to Allison, one of the reasons why we had a 44-minute conversation right thereabouts, I would say the first half of it was just talking about this, was because she was coming at this from a place of like logical thinking. And I was coming at this from a place of emotional thinking. And once we sorted that out, we had a much better understanding of where the other person was coming from. It was a very fun conversation, as it always is with Allison. In addition to Allison's comments, I also got a really good email from Joseph. And because it's the end of the night, and I don't read so good, um, I'm going to let an AI voice read Joseph's email. I want to pass on a bit of my research on how Tesla values their software. I just bought a used Model 3 from Tesla, and I spent quite a while tracking how they price their used inventory. My conclusion was that they add software features to cars to older, higher mileage, and repaired cars to keep them above a minimum price around $30,000, and then also on an apparently random set of others through the price range. My estimates, based on comparing roughly comparable cars, was that they add $2,000 to $3,000 for enhanced autopilot, and then another $2,000 to $3,000 for FSD. This is also in the neighborhood of what I was seeing on trade-in offers, but I have far less data-slash-confidence on that. Tesla clearly has their own market and or sales reasons for picking when they add the different software levels to their used inventory. But it does mean that anyone looking for a used Tesla can effectively get those upgrades substantially discounted by picking a vehicle with it included. This is a really well thought out 
email. And I want to thank Joseph for sending that in because it adds some more context to this whole evolving story because I don't know everything about this stuff. And one of the great things about the audience who listens to this show is you're all really smart and you're able to add extra context, which adds more benefit to the show. And as a general rule, I don't read email. I respond to everybody uh, almost everybody. I don't think I miss anyone, but I, I won't use absolutes here. But um, I don't read emails on the show often or play them in this case often because I don't want people to feel bad if I don't get to one of their emails. Like I, 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 I'm really hesitant about that because I, I don't want everybody to walk away with a good feeling. And if they think that I'm going to read it on the air, the email in the air, um, and that I don't, I don't want them to be disappointed because that would be the last thing I'd want to do to somebody. So, but I think I might do this more often. Um, but if you don't get your email read on the air or on the podcast, uh, don't take, I get a lot of emails every week. Please don't take offense to that. It's just sometimes it just doesn't get worked into the show or I just don't have time or don't know how to work it into the show. It's not that it's not, uh, you know, it's not that your content or your email isn't important to me. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, again, late at night, almost midnight, I'm I'm rambling. Let's go ahead and cut it off here. I have one more story, but I'll just push that to Friday's episode. Uh, quick reminder, since we're talking about Friday and you guys brought it up, I didn't bring it up, totally didn't bring it up. But I'll be on the Daily Tech News Show, so go and subscribe to Daily Tech News Show. And then if you get a chance, uh, listen to the Friday episode. Also, also go go listen to Allison's podcast, NoSillaCast, and Chit Chat Across the Bond. Just go to podfeet.com because everything good begins with podfeet.com. All right, everybody, that is it for me this week. I hope you all had a wonderful week and are having a wonderful week. Um, I, I'm finding it awkward. I feel awkward. So I'm just going to end it here. Good night. Goodbye. Good day. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.